Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in with us this morning. Uh, man, I just really want to say thank you again uh, to everyone that's tuning in and listening. Uh, maybe you're getting a maybe you're getting a worship with us on Sunday morning. Maybe you're listening or or watching later. Just want to say thank you either way for for tuning in and hanging with us. It it means a lot uh, to all of us that spend time to to make this happen. So, uh, and many of you have told us. In fact, if you're watching now, say hey, I'm watching uh, or whatever. You know, post up and let us know. Even if it's later on, it just it just helps. It's an encouragement to all those that help make this happen. There's several people involved that help do this, and uh, uh, many thanks to uh, to all of them. So um, <clears throat> a couple things just to make mention. Ben's going to talk a little more about these later, so I don't want to spend much time on them. Uh, but we have special Christmas Eve plans. Uh, he will talk about that in a little bit more detail uh, and uh, some detail that he won't even share this week that we'll be sharing over the next week or so uh, that we're excited about with that. Um, and so um, be looking for that. And then also just want to make mention that uh, we have a work night tonight uh, at the church. Ben will also give details on that. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I just want to make mention of it uh, that you know we'd love to have your help if you can come and you feel comfortable coming to help with us. Uh, we're just going to be cleaning. The majority of it's literally going to be cleaning, uh, wiping things down, disinfecting, and uh, all of that kind of stuff. So uh, we've got some stuff. If you want to bring some of your stuff, that's fine too. But uh, in general, uh, we'd love for you to come join us, uh, and we will provide uh, some pizza as well. Uh, and who doesn't like pizza, right? So, yeah, come hang with us tonight from 4 to 8. So, yeah, um, let's jump into this together, shall we? Uh, we are uh, in the middle of our Christmas series called Peace on Earth. Uh, and this week we're talking about, we, we've been, uh, we started last week with talking about the wise men, and, and each week we're going to be talking about different folks that we see as a part of what we know as the Christmas story, uh, the the scene of the nativity, if you will. <clears throat> and, um, you know, with that, one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to spend uh, just a little bit of time uh, just talking about these folks and why why would the Lord invite these folks to be a part of that story? Uh, what 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 gives with that? And this week we're talking about the shepherds, um, and I'm pretty fond of the shepherds because uh, I guess I guess we all probably could see a little bit of shepherd in ourselves a little bit uh, when it comes to the type of people that they were. Maybe you haven't really thought about this before, uh, but the shepherds weren't the fanciest of guys. In fact, uh, um, their jobs were you know really kind of way down um, the ladder. You know of uh, jobs that you could have the lowest of the low, uh, really to some degree, um, which you know uh, you know kind of has that common guy you know type of feel to it. But then uh, you know on top of that, it's a very stark difference to what we see uh, with uh, the wise men who we talked about last week, uh, who were you know very uh, wealthy and you know probably had an entourage and just all kinds of things. I mean, just completely. Completely different people group, even um, you know, as as to as to these folks. And so um, today we're talking about the shepherds, and and I want to go ahead and read this passage for us uh, out of Luke chapter two, verse eight. And it says this: and it says in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger, and they saw it. And they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So this passage, this section of Scripture where we see uh, the shepherds out in the field taking care of their sheep. And in the middle of the night, this great thing happens. An angel shows up. And of course, what happens is they're scared to death. Uh, these are kind of, you know, I've said this before, but these are these are kind of the guys that are not generally like super scared of a lot going on. Uh, these are guys who in the middle of the night are, are, you know, not afraid to fend off a wolf uh, from hurting their sheep or some other animal for that matter. And so, you know, I think for us to kind of get a a feel for who they are, I just even remember those things. But in this moment, what happened was so incredible, it literally caused them fear. To which the angel says to them in verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, that statement in and of itself is a, is a is a big statement. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. What do we know that's good news? What do we call good news? We uh, in in these circles in in uh, Christianity we call it the gospel. Um, they have been given something. They are being given something in this moment that is so amazing that it had to be mind boggling for them. It had to just absolutely blow them away. I mean, just the news of this, uh, that they're seeing this. And this, I mean, it just, it keeps escalating here because, first of all, the angel says, fear not, quit being afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. I bring you the gospel of great joy that will be for all the people. I love that. I love that. Before all the people. For unto you, verse 11, is born this day in the city of David. And it goes through three different things right here. And you saw me count those out just a second ago. Uh, For unto you is born in this day in the city of David a Savior, number one, who is Christ, number two, the Lord, number three. We're seeing Jesus referred to, we're seeing the baby Jesus being referred to as three things. First of all, that he's the Savior. Uh, now, we know this, and we know that that's what Christmas is about. Um, and, I, and I think it's important for us to continue to talk about that. And, and I, I know that, you know, uh, every Christmas season we, we talk about that, and some people probably go, well, you know, I've heard that before. But you know what? The world needs to hear that. We need to talk about that. That's something that we need to have in our conversations as 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 we're going about and spending time with people. I, 
I was in Target uh, yesterday, and uh, as I was leaving, the lady said, Merry Christmas. And I looked at a friend of mine that was with me, and I said, man, I, of course, I said Merry Christmas back to her. And as I was leaving, I, I looked at my friend. I said, man, I said, she said Merry Christmas. I said, that's, that's awesome. I was like, I love that. I love that she said Merry Christmas. Um, there, the world at large is not always aware of what we're even celebrating at Christmas. We've made it so much about the stuff and the things and the presents and uh, the the foods and the you know weird coffees and all this junk, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, but the truth is it's about the fact that God himself came to be born as the savior of the world. That's what Christmas is about. The Savior, the first one, Savior, who is Christ, number two. This is in reference to the Messiah to come that they've been talking about forever and ever and ever, you know. Uh, so he's the, he's the Savior, okay, right? We got that. And then he's the Christ, this Messiah that has been foretold all through the Old Testament that they know is going to come. And they didn't have all these pieces put together, okay? So this is a big deal. Uh, and, and then the Lord, the Lord... God himself has come. God himself has come as Savior of the world. The Messiah, the Christ, has come. This is huge. I mean, this news, I mean, I don't, who knows if they were even completely wrapping their minds around this. Obviously, we have this pinned. So they're retelling the story of what is being told to them. But I'm sure as they're retelling it, maybe over and over again, you know, as they keep retelling it, I'm sure they're trying to figure out, and maybe maybe they're picking up a little more each time they tell it. Who knows how God was using that in their lives? But it goes on, and it says, And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Now, I, this is one of my favorite things to like imagine and try to like pretend to think that I might even know what this might have been like. I believe, just me personally, this is an opinion. You don't have to share it with me. I don't really care. I believe this is probably one of the greatest sights that could have been seen in all of Scripture. Imagine it. Literally thousands, thousands of angels praising God and saying, I'm reading straight out of Scripture, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Thousands, thousands of angels in the sky singing glory to God. I mean, you know, in the 80s, we grew up with like, you know, things happening like, uh, you know, a bunch of artists getting together and, and collaborating on a song like, We Are the World. You remember that? You know, we are the world, you know, we are the children. You know, you remember that. If you don't remember that, you can go look it up. Uh, you know, but I mean, like, we, you know, that was like such special moments, you know, for us when these folks would get together and do these special things to raise awareness or money or whatever it was, you know, and, and all these, all these, all these great, you know, icons or whatever. Thousands of people in the sky, thousands of angels, I should say, in the sky singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Peace on earth right here. And they're singing about it. They're singing about that Jesus has come as a baby 
Now, it goes on. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go up over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened and the Lord that the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. They got to see the actual nativity. Uh, the wise men we talked about last week, they probably did not. They went into a house. They probably saw Jesus uh, sometime later, maybe a couple years later. We're not positive, but that seems to kind of uh, jive with what a lot of theologians say. And uh, and then and then it goes on and it says and when they saw it they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child they begin to share what had just happened to them in this field and the things that they had been told what had they been told well what we just talked about a minute ago for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord this good news of great joy that would be for all the people. This is huge. And all who heard it, verse 18, all who heard it, wondered at what the shepherds told them. They're like, oh, what is going on? You know, there's apparently other people in the room hearing this and trying to wrap their minds around this. But Mary, it says in verse 19, treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen as it had been told them. Why? Why these guys? Why did God choose the shepherds to come and experience this? The wise men were called by a star. God used their astrology uh, background to lead them to himself. Uh, it's funny how God does that sometimes in leading us to him through things. Um, and much like the wise men, we have no reason to believe that these were men who were just uh, generally seeking the Lord. We don't know anything about them specifically as far as uh, their background or where they were re religiously in their faith or anything like that. But here we have a moment where obviously by the end of this, they're saying things like, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So at this point, they have no doubt. After what they have seen in that field that night in the sky, they have no doubt that the Lord is real, and he has given them a gift with being able to go and see this Savior who was born, Christ the Lord. It's pretty amazing. They got to go and see the Prince of Peace himself who had come to bring peace on earth. What an amazing, amazing thing. And, and they themselves, you know, I think, I think part of the answer of this question of why the shepherds, why would God call them? I think it's, I think it's a lot of, you know, the same reason that we see uh, with the wise men, only just a different people group. I, I think we see uh, from the very beginning of Jesus coming into the world that Jesus is never too good to be with anybody. Jesus is always welcoming to everyone. He always loves everyone. He's a champion of the poor, of the weak. Um, he encourages followers to sell their possessions, give it to the poor. He hung out with hookers and crooks and, you know, I mean, just name it. He was never too good. He was a humble king. That's not who they were looking for when they were looking for their Messiah. They were looking for that politician that was going to come and save the day. 
And that's not who they got. This passage reminds me of this passage that you've heard before, I'm sure, out of Matthew chapter 5. Um, and it says this, verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, the shepherds were probably poor. They probably didn't have a lot of money. If they did, they would have hired somebody else to take care of the sheep, and they'd been in the house. My grandfather was a shepherd, literally a shepherd. My father spent time herding sheep. Uh, they can tell you, they could tell you uh, what it was like uh, to try to protect this flock, this herd, uh, in the middle of the night at times uh, from other animals that wanted to cause them harm, wanted them to be dinner. Um, and these guys, although they were poor, that's not the type of poverty, that's not the type of poor, more specifically, it's not the type of poor that Matthew 5 is talking about, but it's also still so helpful for us, I think, in this passage of Scripture. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How do we answer that? What does that mean? Well, someone asked Billy Graham that one time, and they said, you know, what does it mean that Jesus said that we ought to be poor in spirit, and shouldn't we strive to be rich in spirit? And Billy Graham responded with this. I think this is a great response. He said, what did he mean? Simply this, we must be humble in our spirits. If you put the word humble in place of the word poor, you will understand what he meant. He is Jesus. Jesus is saying, blessed are the humble in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's who Jesus came to be. He came to be the humble king. He came with humility. He literally came as a servant. He didn't need to come as a servant. He wanted to come as a servant. He wanted to come and serve us and give us love and grace and show us what humility came, uh, what humility really looks like. That grace, I need that grace. I super need that grace. And it's this reminder that God himself came to save sinners like me and like you. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I need that grace. And I need him to remind me of my humility and the humility that I need to have in my life that I'm not too good for anything. None of us are. And Jesus wasn't. And of all people that has ever walked the earth, he could have been the one to have said, I'm too good for this or too good for that. And he never did that. <clears throat> We're called to do the same. We're called to humility. These shepherds were humbled to meet him. I'm sure before that happened, if you had asked them if something like this would have happened, would they follow along or whatever it may be? And the truth is, is they probably would have said no. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't know that. But men are generally very proud people and uh, sometimes hard to lead. And in this moment, this whole time, this happens, whether they were believers before or not, 
by the end, they were following the Lord to do something that he had set before them. These shepherds were humbled to meet him. Are we? Are we humbled to meet Jesus? Are we humbled by his grace? We should be. We should be forever changed and humbled by the good news Remember that good news of great joy that will be for all the people, the gospel that the, that the Father, that God the Father sent His Son to die for us. And before that, He sent Him as a baby to live a life, a perfect life. That if we believe in Him, that the blood He would shed when we killed Him on a cross would be enough for our salvation, enough for forgiveness. That's good news. We should be forever changed and humbled by the good news that those men heard that night. That night, peace came to earth, and it's come also to our hearts. We're reminded of a humble king who was never too good to love anyone, the lowest of the low, the highest of the high. Our Savior, a baby boy named Jesus. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this moment we have, Lord, to be reminded of what this season is about. Lord, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for a time for us as a people to hit the pause button and be reminded of what you have done through sending your son, Jesus. God, be glorified in us. May we be changed like those shepherds were changed. Lord, as we go, as we've met with you, as we've seen your grace, as we've experienced your grace and your love and your care and your forgiveness for us when we believed in you, God, I pray that people would see that light come back out of us. God, for anyone that's listening to this that hasn't trusted in you, God, to believe in the good news, God, I pray, Lord, that today that they would believe. I pray that you would do that work in their heart, Lord, that only you can do. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son as a little baby to live that life long before he would die that death, Lord, to be the perfect sacrifice for us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen.